Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, sacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Hello and welcome back into Two Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. My name is Brooker and I am joined by Chris. Hey Chris, how you doing? What's up? Pretty good. Man, we this felt like a mini bye week. It's, it's always weird when the Titans play on Thursday and you don't have a Sunday game to watch because it does kind of feel like a mini bye week. I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, I definitely did. It's like you just don't have anything better to do on Sunday rather than just watch Red Zone, which I wasn't complaining about, but it did kind of feel like a bye week. Yeah, it kind of did, especially coming off of a... Well, no, it wasn't coming off of a bye week. I don't, that, that game from the Falcons feels like it was forever ago already <laughs> from from all like the news and stuff that's been coming out from the Titans and just the, the Steelers game. Um, it feels like that was months ago. Yeah, it kind of does, but hey... We're, it starts to go fast here in the, down the stretch in the NFL season, so uh, I guess we got to get used to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, so obviously on the show, we have the Thursday night Steelers game to react to Will Levis's performance, the rest of the team's performance. Um, also, I want to bring up some Tim Kelly stuff. Today, as we are recording, it is Tuesday, November 7th. We have some interesting Titans news that came out of Rabel's press conference today about who is the quarterback going forward. And then we have our. Um, we have like the the song and then the stuff after that next week's game the bucks you know i, I i'm tired right now but uh <laughs> yeah just the same thing we always do it's <laughs> yeah, the same thing we always do but you know for those that are new you know we, we uh, new people listen every day hopefully so you never know but uh for one of you for almost forgetting <laughs> yeah just the stuff that we do each episode yeah i can't fucking remember man but um uh, t- too many brews but uh <laughs> So we have the Steelers game. Steeler, uh, this was a tough, a tough game. A pretty, you know, just kind of like a rock fight. Uh, Titans lose up in Pittsburgh, twenty to sixteen. And that interesting stat line that I learned from Good Morning Football: the Steelers remain undefeated against rookie quarterbacks in prime time. Uh, they are now six and zero against rookie quarterbacks in prime time. So the streak continues for the Steelers. Yeah, what a strange stat. Um, the stat that I picked up on uh, is that the Titans haven't won a road game and oh, we're coming up on a year, a full calendar year. Fuck Todd. I, I think this team got cursed from Todd Downing. Uh, I'm assuming that's his name. I kind of forget already. But uh, yeah, the the Packers game and then he got the DUI immediately after that. We've been kind of like click it or ticket curse for <laughs> for it. <laughs> Well, I thought this might be the the game to break the curse because it was a Thursday night on a cold uh, in somewhere in the north. I was like, Miss, Miss, it feels like the curse game or the break the curse game. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's and it was what week was this? Was this week eight? Yeah, this was week eight. So, yeah, it's still the I guess it's not the odd, odd week curse anymore, but um, it's just. The road game curse now. Uh, maybe we'll break it this this week, uh, this upcoming week against the Bucks. But um, gotta say, watching the game, 
I Will Levis, I thought still looked good. I mean, the rest of the team outside of Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyle Phillips, nobody was really doing him major favors in this game. The O line, granted, there was a ton of injuries throughout the game on the O line. Uh, yeah, but nobody was doing him any favors in this game. It felt like at some point everyone in the O line had sustained an injury except for uh, Brewer at center. It was just a revolving door um, from the get go. I mean, we had guys, we had first round rookies. What was it? Jalen Duncan got a few plays mm-hmm. in. We had Raiden's played in two different positions, I think maybe even three. Like he was swinging all over the place, just wherever someone's hurt, they're just like, you know, plugging holes like a, like a sinking ship. Um, so that definitely didn't help the offense at all. Um, I I think this was one of the poorer called games by Tim Kelly. Um, but all in all, I got to agree. I came away thinking that Levis looked really good, all things considered. Um, that was about as tough an assignment as a rookie can get. You know, short week turnaround, um, a really, really good pass rush. Uh, well, I mean, probably one of the best top three pass rushes in the league uh, with a already kind of a weak offensive line that got weaker throughout the game due to injury. Um, it was set up for disaster, and he he kept the Titans in the game, had a chance to go down there and win it at the end uh, throughout all that adversity. Um I can't say anything bad about Levis. Like he's still a rookie, he's still making these rookie moves sometimes. But dude is keeping us in the in the game. Like I, I gotta say, if that was like a a Malik Willis game, we'd be out by the second quarter. Oh my god, I totally agree. I think if Malik or Tannehill were in that game, it would have been a blowout for like us in the the wrong side of it. And I I think Will Levis, like you said, kept us in the game. And that that to me was the most exciting thing about it was that. Going into Thursday night, I was just saying, I just hope to see that Will Levis keeps us competitive. I'm not necessarily looking for like a win, and we could get into expectations for the rest of season later on in this episode. But that was my that was me that was my mindset going to the game. Like, I just want to see that he keeps us competitive. Uh, I'm not going to use like win or loss as like a huge metric for him. And we were in it until the last what 11 seconds of the game, and yeah. It, it wasn't his fault. I mean, he, he threw the interception, but like, what was he going to do? He absolutely taking a sack there meant automatic loss. So, you know, he, he took a shot and I, I don't fault him for that at all. Uh, I mean, we're, they were, we we're backed up in the end zone. They're in prevent defense, you know, not a whole lot you could do, but you know, he, I'm, he, he had, he showed a lot of, uh, he showed a lot of moxie in this game. He showed that how tough he is. Cause he was just getting beat up all game and i think that the the one highlight that stuck out to me so much was him getting bull rushed by like two or three Steelers, and like as he's like mid-air getting tackled he still makes the pass to derrick henry for that screen pass that derrick took for 23 yards yeah uh, if that was a screen pass at all whatever it was it was really impressive (laughs) he had another one um that was sort of similar over the middle where he found uh kyle phillips I think he found Chris Moore on one where he got dra- guys draped all over him um, on that fourth quarter uh, two-minute drill. So, yeah, he made some clutch plays, dude. Um, I just I, – once we get this play calling kind of ironed out more consistently, 
which I think Tim Kelly has in the bag. That's I'm not worried about that. The offensive line, once we get that kind of figured out, we got some issues brewing up even more. But if we get okay offensive line play, Will Levis can open up the offense. You know, the the running game was was decent. It was decent, but it was it's a tough defense to go against run, yeah. you know, for that front seven. So, <clears throat> like I said, I mean, you got you got guys shuffling around, playing all sorts of positions they don't normally play. Um, I think he did really good. And on that pick, I don't know if you thought the same thing as I did, but that was like a not a good play call. It was just four verts or five verts, whatever. Yeah, uh, against a team that you know is just lining up in the end zone. Like he didn't he didn't have any sort of like. Um, out route towards the sideline, kind of escape, you know, pull smash glass in case of emergency, just throw this out route and and have another, you know, three seconds to throw it towards the end zone again. So you're talking about maybe, like the very last play. Right? I yeah. think that was fourth and goal though, anyways. So oh, it was, I thought it was third down, but yeah, because okay. they, they well, did have mind. some of those emergency ones because that's how we got so close because they did have some of those emergency ones on like second and third down that he used. Yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind on that. Uh, what do you what did you think about the uh, the potential touchdown to Spears that ended up falling incomplete? Uh, it's brutal, man. I, I I see both sides because that's been like the big thing on Twitter and the Titans subreddit is how everybody's up in arms about how Vrabel is blaming Levis for that. Honestly, I think it's I think it's just two rookies just making rookie mistakes on that. Um, the ball from Levis I thought was good, but. It was like watching it in slow motion. I could kind of see why uh, Spears maybe like made the mental decision. Like, oh, fuck, I got to like change my body because it was the ball's going more inside instead of like outside. And that's what I think Spears was trying to do was trying to shift his body over. Mm-hmm. And then it just ended up being just kind of like a messy play. So if Willis or oh, my God, if Levis threw it more out towards the pylon, uh, Spears maybe doesn't need to adjust so much to feel like he needs to backpedal to catch it on the inside. That's my take. Um, so, it, but it was a good looking ball if Spears was six inches to the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I thought it was an okay ball. I agree. It could have been, it should have been more outside. Um, but Spears definitely uh, read the green wrong there. He, he turned the wrong way. Um, and, and maybe if that ball is thrown, like you said, a little more towards his outside shoulder. It doesn't even give him the opportunity to turn to the inside. He only turns outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, everyone's making a meal out of that one. I think it's just it's just a missed opportunity. That's football. Um, There's at least one of those every happens. single game. Yeah, yeah. it just it, sucks. That happened to be a touchdown play. Right. If that happened on a first down in you know the forty yard line, it wouldn't be even be. A discussion really it just been like oh that sucked yeah and you know what it was in the uh the falcons game the play that we're all talking about the the drop that chick had you know so it's there's one in every game honestly yeah honestly a similar situation probably like if levis puts the ball you know more in stride chick doesn't have the opportunity to turn around the wrong way and, you know it's the same thing so those are just little things that each of the players involved can work on it's not like a symptom of some sort of underlying problem i think it's just fluky shit that happens when you have inexperienced players on the field Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i totally agree uh it sucks that you know that could have been a touchdown because that could have been completely different in the game but 
you know, we could say the same thing about every fucking false start we had, you know, um, we had, we had so many penalties in this game from, from the O-line. I mean, Vrabel was even saying in his presser that he felt like the whole O-line was taking turns getting penalties. That's like almost verbatim what he said. And I, I totally agree with that. And defense, our defense was characteristically or uncharacteristically not stopping the run. I mean, they made Jalen Warren kind of look like, look, look like he was like an angry runs, uh, runner up for, for, for the week. So I, I, the team looked tired. I gotta say the defense looked pretty tired in this game. Yeah, they did. They didn't get any push up into uh, the pocket. I mean, Kenny Pickett only threw for like 160 yards. You put pressure on that guy. He's thrown for like 80. God damn. Like that's a big missed opportunity for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right. They looked gassed, man. They couldn't get any push up front. Um, even our, our big players like Simmons and Landry, and you know Arden Key, they weren't getting all that push that we've been seeing throughout the season. So probably that short week definitely did not do the defense any favors. Um, yeah, they made they made Jalen Warren look like mini Bo Jackson out there at, at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bouncing off players, doing spin moves in the fucking backfield. Yeah, get out of here! Like that's that's unacceptable, and and they they're not getting any pressure on the passing game. They're just letting Kenny Pickett stand back there forever and find like the one open guy who wasn't George Pickens. Right. I don't know if you saw this. George Pickens is pissed. <laughs> oh, I did see that that he has like stopped communicating with the team or something like that. Well, he should have put his other toe down. God, can you only be mad at himself? Yeah, didn't even try. But then, and then Deontay Johnson broke his touchdown drought that he didn't get any touchdowns last year, and then he got one this week or so. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Pickens is a shitty teammate. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Um, and also, it's like, dude, you still got the you still got the win. I don't. Know. I wonder if that's like an incentive thing that like he's he's like getting close to like hitting some sort of contract bonus. <laughs> that and because he missed that he missed the, the 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 incentive or whatever i don't know but that's it's, it's stupid <laughs> that's very much like oh that's the girl i like on the you know when you're a kid you're like that's the girl i like i'm gonna go be mean to her yeah <laughs> like, is he doing that to the front office <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> ah, golly but uh, i guess some, some other things because you mentioned kenny pickett and that's something i've heard a lot of people talk about is how much better Will Levis looked as a rookie compared to Kenny Pickett, who this is his second season in the league, yeah. I think. So, I mean, and you know, you said uh, Kenny Pickett, he threw for, uh, he completed 19 out of 30 passes for 160 yards and a touchdown. Will Levis completed uh, 22 out of 39 passes for 262 yards. So he had 102 yards more than Kenny Pickett. Also, he that's like 30 something yards more than his debut. I mean, Will Levis was and that to me, I think speaks volumes. There's a little bit because Will Levis was air. Like he was throwing bombs in that game against the Falcons, which does help uh, stack up the, the yardage, but there weren't like big massive bomb plays in this game. Um, so this to me shows, you know, the, 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 the shorter to like intermediate routes, he was getting done, you know, some, some chunk plays. He did have a couple good ones across the middle 
to like D hop and Kyle Phillips, but nothing like from the Falcons where you just had like these massive, like 61 yard bombs. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only real deep shot he tried was to Burks on that fourth, fourth down where Burks, unfortunately, uh, sustained that pretty gnarly looking concussion. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate it for Burks. Obviously, that is the first thing, and I hope he's uh, got. Some, I hope he reaches full recovery because that's his second bad concussion in a year. Um, but back to the football aspect of it, that's the wrong time to make that kind of deep pass. Um, you were he was set up poorly by the run on third down, and I don't know if he just had that intrusive thought like we talked about. Tan Hill sometimes gets where he's just I gotta let it go. I gotta just gotta throw it deep. Um, but that was the wrong time to do it. So if, uh, he's he's shown restraint throughout the entire game. Uh, that's just a, a, one of those bad times to let that out. Maybe that's the read. Hell if I know. That could have yeah. been the read. Well, could have been. But yeah, he, he showed a lot more finesse on his passes, um, especially those um, kind of out routes to Phillips. He had one where he... Where Phillips cut in front of him, made a nice catch uh, in front of Patrick Peterson, and even turned around and gave him some gave him some tips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was I was really happy with Kyle Phillips in this game. I mean, nothing super flashy, but four catches for sixty eight yards. Uh, I, that's I'm I'm totally happy with that. Uh, so maybe Kyle Phillips does start to get integrated a little bit more into the passing game. And, you know, hopefully we're starting to see a little bit of like the change of the guard with like the the younger rookies playing more in this. And again, I don't recall Kyle Phillips being part of the punt game. I don't really remember him fielding any punts in this. So um, great. Love that decision. Let's keep yeah. <laughs> let's keep up with that, please. Um, but uh, we, we had talked about on the last pod that even though Phillips wasn't fully involved in the passing game against the Falcons, when you watch the plays back, he's getting open. It was just that Hopkins was open further down the field. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, the Phillips involvement, finally showing some of that potential that everyone was so excited about. Um, so I'm, I'm here for Phillips. And no, I didn't see him on any punt returns because do you know who returned all the punts and kicks? Who was it? It was, it was Ty J. Spears. Oh, that is right. That's interesting. It was very interesting because uh, I thought Garrett did okay. He just kept slipping in the open field, so maybe that's why. Why they're just like put Spears out there, but I thought Spears did good. I just don't want him to get hurt. Same, yeah. I definitely don't want to get hurt, especially since in the fourth quarter they were trusting him to be the lead back. Uh, he was, I think, he was out snapping Derrick Henry, at least in the second half uh, of this game, which is interesting because Henry. I mean, Henry didn't look bad. I mean, like our O-line again, wasn't doing him or anyone else any favors, but the, the touchdown that he got was pure, just him just being a fucking shit brick house. I don't know if you've seen the memes of him extending for the touchdown and how it compares to like his workouts, like of him, (laughs) just chains around his neck. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, all right. Yeah. This, this, this dude is still, fucking built i love it uh so that's why he does these weird or crazy crazy macho exercises so that way he can extend the play <laughs> yeah well it's you know he's it's working for him he got a, over 100 total yards and, and a touchdown few receptions yeah it's yeah. a good game from Derek. I, i'll take that any day yeah yeah definitely um i mean he had the same yeah he had his his uh that 
weird. I don't know if it was a screen pass or if he was just kind of like the 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 safety valve for Will Levis when he was getting obliterated by like four dudes. But yeah, on on that he had like that nice twenty three yard um, catch and run. Uh, how did you feel about Tim Kelly play calling in this? Um, I, I gotta say, I, I was at least in the fourth quarter. I was pretty disappointed in our last two possessions of the game. Yeah, so was I. Uh, I think Kelly started to get a little bit um, too in his own head, maybe, with starting off the that crucial drive with an end around and just, what are you doing? Just let, let the man throw it. Um, I thought we were far too reliant on penalties from the Steelers' secondary to convert third downs. I mean, I don't know if that really like jumped off the screen to you, but it's, it certainly did to me. There were so many drives that could have stalled uh, because of, I, I don't know, like a two, two-man two shot route on a third and four j- when you can just throw it short or you know pitch the outside or something, keep it simple a little bit instead of just hoping that Joey Porter Jr. tugs on uh, DeAndre Hopkins' jersey in the open field. It seems like not the best strategy. I mean, it worked for most of it because the Steelers <laughs> were so undisciplined. Yeah, they were. And you're right. That is something that stuck out to me is that a lot of our drives that were killed <laughs> by our performance had longevity because of the Steelers' penalties. And just to like to add to it, the Steelers had 10 penalties for 80 yards in this game versus Titans 7 for 51. Still don't like giving up 51 yards and penalties, but um, yeah, yeah, they give up 80 yards and penalties to us in this game. So that definitely... It, it it's like one of those weird things where like as a fan like i'm happy because you know it kept our drives going but i would have liked for us for our drives to have kept going just because you know based on merit <laughs> not, <laughs> not the other team fucking up like that yeah it's like i'll take it but i'm not that excited about it yeah yeah i'll take it but i'm not i'm not thrilled um but uh yeah i think with like the tim kelly stuff i just I was just so perplexed about just putting the ball in Spears's in Spears's hands for three runs in a row to like kill that drive. And I don't think we got anywhere. I think like we netted a yard, but I, especially after Will Evans, the game he's been having, I was just so perplexed because after, because after that, because there was, there was still a, enough time on the clock for us to do something. And that was also right after Spears had that awesome punt return. Cause he got it. He, he got into like midfield. So we had like great starting position with like a minute and 28 seconds left or something like that. So uh, I was, I, I was so perplexed and just upset by Tim Kelly, just running it, running up to gut three times in a row. And then we just punt. Yeah. It really seemed like he was like, he was trying to outsmart him and he outsmarted himself. He said, you know what? Don't want to expect here inside run to Spears. Oh, they saw that one coming. Well, I definitely won't see it coming two more times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's that fucked up goofy meme. I'll fucking do it again. I'll do it. You want to see me run for zero yards? Want to see me do it again? <laughs> uh, golly. But um, uh, again, I was happy to at least see Will Levis give us a shot there at the very end. Defense did their job in stopping the Steelers like making them do a three and out there at the end to just give Levis one more shot so I was at least happy to see that but we shouldn't have been in that position in my opinion with with the play calling the last drive 
or the the drive before the final drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we totally could have gotten a field goal position. I mean, we had timeouts too. Um, at least take a shot out, get out of bounds. I don't know. I don't know. There were, there were missed opportunities. Um, but yeah, I think I think all this stuff is on tape, and Tim Kelly has proven that he's not, you know, a, so dogged on his style that he's willing to open up the playbook a little bit when he realizes it's not working. He's done that already a couple times this season. So I'm just going to have to trust that he he will do that because he doesn't seem like some sort of like controlling kind of asshole-ish coach like like Todd Downing was. Like Downing was so into his own ideas that he was not willing to, to relent. Um, and Kelly's does not strike me as the same style of, of, of coach. So yeah, I, get- I, I I totally agree. It's possible. I, I I I like Tim Kelly a lot. I still think he's the offensive coordinator going forward. Like I think he's the guy that we've been looking for. And it's it could also be true that he had a bad game that I'm mad about. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was there anything else from the Steelers game you want to get into? Because I did want to get into this uh, Vrabel presser. No, no. Let's go into that. Okay, uh, there was some some breaking news about the quarterback decision made, and uh, I have a clip from the presser that Vrabel gave earlier today, and this was how he opened up the presser itself. So for those that haven't listened, here it is. Um, so let me just kind of clear up some things here going forward. Um, you know, Will's going to be our quarterback. You know, we're going to we're going to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now, and. Um, you know, see where he's at. I think Ryan um, will progress through here this week. I, I think, and and hopeful, uh, you know, to be a backup for us and prepare as a starter. But that's where we're at right now, and shared that with the team, and you know, had a conversation with everybody involved. So that's what that'll look like. There'll be some moving parts along the offensive line, you know, as we work our way through the week, just with health. So won't be able to give you much insight there. So there you have it. He. Started off the press conference naming Will Levis the quarterback going forward, and with Tannehill being the backup. Uh, sorry, Malik. I guess we <laughs> a, a bum ankle <clears throat> Tannehill will be backup instead of you. Um, we I guess we could get into that too. But uh, are, are you surprised that that Vrabel just went out and just said that instead of doing the whole week to week? We'll have to evaluate our players and see who's see who's ready to go. I gotta say, I kind of am because he's always so mealy mouthed about that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if <laughs> some maybe his wife was just like, Mike, you gotta <laughs> tell him. <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> you can't keep stringing him along. <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. I, you know, if if Miss Vrabel did that, I'm, I'm I'm totally here for it. Whatever was the angel on his shoulder going, you you gotta you, you gotta stop. This fan base is losing their fucking minds because they all think you're going to start Tannehill. They all think you are. Like you gotta you gotta do this. You, you, she might have hit him with a Michael, like a full Michael. Ooh. Oh, Michelangelo! <laughs> you knew he was in trouble. <laughs> Michael, there. There are podcasts calling for your job. I'm yeah. not moving. Yeah, don't make me go to to Foxborough. Holy shit! Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. 
Well, yeah, which that has that's been a whole other thing that has like been oh out God. of left field. It, it it feels like we're in like the off season mode of like all of like these rumors and stuff coming out of like like do people have nothing else to do right now? There's actual football going on. Apparently not in New England, Boston, or in Nashville because this is this is where we're at. All teams have like three wins. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Well, you know, back in the day when it was Brady, if they were, they could be like nine and zero and lose one game, and the Boston Globe is like, "The Pats suck. It's <laughs> over." Trade them. Uh, they're reeling right now. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that he went ahead and just named him the starter for the rest of the season. I think that's awesome, and hopefully, this squashes a lot of things that people have been bitching about. And I got to say, I have been a little bit of a prisoner of the moment this season. I think it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe like Mercury's in retrograde. I really don't know what's going on. I'm normally in like pretty even keel and like, no, this is, this is what's going on. Frable is just, Frable doesn't give us anything impressors. Like, like we can't take whatever, but with how much Twitter and the subreddit has been going bonkers about how Vrabel just like refuses to say anything nice about Will Levis in these press conferences, which in this press conference, he was, he actually just right out and said that uh, he thought Kyle Phillips had like a really good game and stuff like that. But anyways, I actions speak louder than words and him, even though he didn't like say he's happy with Will Levis's, performance or whatever and in fact i love it when people did ask, i forget who it was somebody did ask him about like you know like were you surprised or impressed by his performance against the falcons he was just like he had he's played quarterback before like we this is this, <laughs> this doesn't surprise me is like what he said <laughs> he, he's he's so brilliantly stubborn in a in a weird way so no i, I think you're right he uh He's he doesn't usually, you know, put people up on a pedestal um, quite so early, but he will he will show that he cares about, you know, who's the starting quarterback. And he, he wants the best person in there. And he as much as people want to say, like, he's so stupid if he does this, he's, he's an idiot if he does X. He's not actually an idiot. He, he's a good ball coach. So I never doubted. In my in my true heart, I never doubted that he would put um, that he would put Levis out there because it's clear and obvious. Like if you and me can sit here and be like, "Yeah, eight's better," you think the head ball coach doesn't realize that? I mean, I think I think the real surprising thing is that he came out on a Tuesday and said it straight up, point yeah. blank. Yeah, that, that's how he opened it. Yeah. Uh, the That's easiest the clip one. I've ever had a clip because it was just right there to be getting out to go searching for it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he did it for you, I think. Yeah, I think so. He said this, this is for the pods. This is for the potters out there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm happy. Obviously, I'm happy about it. I also do think it's interesting uh, how he talked about they're going to be rotating some guys in the O-line. But I think that's more of a symptom of the injuries that we got going on right now. Uh, and that's something else that came out this week. NPF is getting soldier sur- surgery and he's his season's done basically. So that sucks. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer uh, for sure. Not, not that he was playing out of his mind or anything like he wasn't good, but he was at least keeping Andre Dillard away. 
Exactly. Um, and if if his only success this season was keeping Dillard at an arm's length while he was in, uh, I think that's um, a mild success. Uh, but a disappointing end of the season, a disappointing beginning of the season. This is one the NPF just needs to forget ever happened and come back 2024 ready to to prove himself. I think he'll be in a contract year at that point or something like that. He'll be he'll be nearing the point where he needs to have contract talks and uh, he, he's going to have to show up because the this one complete throwaway, complete waste of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, especially for the stupid gambling rules that they changed halfway through his suspension and everything it's just dumb but um yeah hopefully next season he's able to come back healthy and strong um but that'll be another thing this off season to see is how they do beef up the interior because i think the titans will be going will be entering the off season as of right now with the highest cap space in the league i believe since the Bears did that four-year contract with Montez Sweat. So I think they have close to 100 mil, somewhere between 86 and 100 mil of cap space to play with in the offseason. So let's um, let's go shopping, Rand. Let's, let's, let's go, man. Yeah, whoever's available, you know, the, no one lets good tackles hit the open market except for the Tennessee Titans. So... <laughs> Uh, we'll see who's available it's all funny money anyway so uh, i just hope there's a good player out there they can sign that's i think if the player's there they gotta sign him yeah exactly i think they're gonna end up doing some trades Uh, i I don't know what i don't know what that's gonna look like or anything but i i wouldn't be surprised if some trades end up happening um but we could talk about that when we get closer to the (laughs) offseason because it's it's what we I don't even know what week it is. Are we week nine, week 10? I, I don't know. Uh, we are entering week nine. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we, we still got ways away till Rand is even able to think about doing some trades. Yeah, this is the dead, po- dead middle point of the season now since it's kind of an odd number. But, <laughs> um, I mean, is it time? Can we just please start Dylan Radens for a game? What do we have to lose? Yeah, I would like that. There's no, there's no downside. Either he's better than Andre Dillard, or he's not. And if he's not, we just throw out Andre Dillard and let him suck instead. I don't know. We can let them both suck. It doesn't matter. We know the floor. Yeah. Let's try something else before we just settle. You know, I don't see a point in settling if we have an option to to maybe improve. You know, I totally agree. It's it's funny. It's kind of like the conversation we we're having a few weeks ago with Levis. It's like just let him play and see see what we have. And I guess you know, same thing with Raiden. So let's let's see what we have, so that way Rand knows exactly what he needs to build. <laughs> what if Raiden throws four touchdowns in his debut? He could. I mean, come I, on. mean I, I I wouldn't put it past it. You know, let's. They should do it just for the memes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm here for it, man. Um, but yeah, so very happy to see that Levis has been named the starter going forward. And again, I feel like that should quiet and squash all like the people that are butthurt that Vrabel hasn't just been on Will Levis's dick in press conferences. Like actions speak louder than words. He's naming him the starter. Um, just let's be happy with that. And also he's naming Tannehill the backup, which is a very interesting thing because uh later on in that press conference Teron Davenport asked him 
what is the health of Tannehill? He asks him, does, does Levis starting mean that Tannehill is or isn't ready to go? And Vrabel kind of give a very, very Vrabelese answer, but basically basically kind of said uh, Tannehill is still recovering from a high ankle sprain is basically what he said. Not surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised by the fact that he's still recovering either. Yeah, me too. But I find it interesting that he's <clears throat> naming him the backup instead of Malik. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's obviously. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <I guess> Christ. <laughs> I'm not saying Malik is good or anything, but like, I don't know. I'm surprised that he would have an injured Tannehill as backup over a healthy Malik. Um, and to me, it really does show the commitment to Levis over Willis. Not that I think there was ever actually a controversy between the two outside of some numb skulls on Twitter, but, uh, it, it to me also speaks that Vrabel has been like, yeah, this is this is the rookie that we're going to go with for sure. Yeah, no, I think so. I think um, I think it's it, the the book has finally closed on Malik Willis in Tennessee, and this is I think in London or sorry in Nashville, f- f- staring at a ball on the ground is probably going to be the last time we'll see him mm. out on the field, barring something crazy happening. Yeah, I wonder if we will see like those random packages that they tried to do a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But if you're going to stick a guy out there just to run, just put Spears or Hopkins or someone else in the Wildcat. Like if you want a faster guy than Henry, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be Malik. Can Malik play left tackle? Have we tried that? You know? There's I hear there's an opening. Can <laughs> Can we do the, the that Scorigami video you showed me? Like, can we like tie him to Andre Dillard and they are one just giant left tackle? Like, oh, can yeah, we tie do their that? legs together? Yeah, probably. I mean, there'll be one person technically, right? So, like, Malik's footwork should transfer to Dillard, right? That's how that works. I don't know, but just by them tying being tied together, you know what? I'm serious. We should do this. I mean. We should. <laughs> I think this falls under like the Airbuds Airbud set of rules. Like there's no rule that says they can't. So yeah, they'll probably let us do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh we just gotta get a big jersey for them to fit, fit under. Like if it's if it's one jersey, it's one player. I think I think that's the rule. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page for that. Uh <laughs> NFL else? rules analysts. <laughs> uh, before we get to our uh breaking point, anything else about Vrabel starting Will Levis or um, or any, just anything, any other news that you've heard? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. Well, we'll take a little song break here. When we get back, we'll get into, I guess, like expectations going forward with Will Levis. What we have, we could look at the rest of the nine-ish. Yeah, I think we have nine games left. We could look and see what we got going on there. And then also previewing our game against Tampa Bay. But uh. Before we get into that, we got a little song for you here. And this is a song from a band that, that uh, I discovered a few years ago. I don't think anybody's ever heard of. The band is called Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. And the song is Return to Melanesia. I think it's how Vrabel is feeling fi- finding Levis. How Levis might be feeling after getting some uh, notoriety from, from around the league about how well his play has been. See you on the other side.
Wow. <laughs> that was the deepest cut I've ever think I've ever heard. Oh uh, yeah, it's a the the lead singer of that uh, Torin something or another. He he hosts a podcast called Caustic Soda that ran for like six years. It ended in 2016, I think. But I found the podcast, and he would play his own music in the podcast sometimes too. I was like, I kind of like it. And so, Dark as the Hills, I think it's one of those obscure bands that I follow. It's uh, it's avant garde for sure. I mean, I've heard of garage rock. That was like walk in closet rock. I weirdly like the lo fi kind of vibe, though. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Return to Melanesia. Expect other songs from them to come up here, but uh, they they have some they have some really wacky songs uh, like Space Ghost and Marine Biologist, but we don't, we don't need to do it. Darkest of the Hills. I think it's pod right now. Um, uh, pressure's on. I'm going to find some deep cuts now. I'm going to go deeper. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, and people check out our Spotify playlist with all of our songs that we have from these episodes. Uh, you can find them all right there. Uh, links in the show notes. Okay. So now with Will Levis taking over as quarterback for you know, remainder of the season, assuming that he stays healthy and everything. We have nine games left. So I guess maybe like, let's spend like a little bit talking about like resetting our expectations and everything that we have, I guess, going forward for the team for Will Levis, um, what we would consider good benchmarks to, to, to meet for, for, for the rest of the season. Um, I guess there's like, like, are you still looking for us to try to like, obviously we want to make the playoffs, but I guess let's start it off. Do you see the playoffs as like a realistic goal so far for, for this team going forward in the sense that we have five division games left on the schedule? I mean, let's, let's not forget. We There's only been two, one division game. Yeah. We've only played one division game. Yeah. Against the Colts. Yeah. So we have the Jacksonville Jaguars twice, the Houston Texans twice, and the Colts again. So just by that math, theoretically, the division's in play. Now, we would probably be a team with a losing record getting into the playoffs from a shitty division in that kind of scenario. So no, I'm not holding my breath for it to happen. But technically speaking, yes, it is in, is in play. Okay. Would would you be disappointed if Will Levis doesn't like get this team to to the playoffs this season? No. No, yeah. no, no. No. Uh there we all just need to give up that dream, I think. And yeah. just be happy if it happens rather than disappointed if it doesn't. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I I, I see it as a win-win scenario. Like it's a win if he somehow miraculously turns his team around and we just go on a fucking heater these next nine games and we wind up in like the wild card something like that like i'll be stoked that'll be really awesome that means we'll be watching some really fun ass football if that happens but uh i i don't think that's going to happen i think we're going to end up missing the playoffs which means you know a little bit higher draft pick and i'm okay with that so um i I see it as a win-win yeah it's 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 just going to be a fun ride. And I think that's where we all need to kind of sit with it is just sit back and enjoy it. Watch Levis and, and see what our future is going to look like. Cause it's, it's probably not going to be this year. It could be coming up soon though. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, did you, I was thinking we could also go through the rest of the season schedule and just kind of like give our wins losses. Uh, do you want to do that? Or did you want to like dive into the Buccaneers game first? Um, we could do like a rapid fire win loss. Okay, cool. Well, obviously <laughs> the next game is the Buccaneers. Uh, this is going down into Tampa this Sunday. Um, I it, it, it flip a coin. I don't know. The Bucks have been, we have the same record. We're both three and five going into this game. The Bucks got torched by CJ Stroud last week. So I, 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 I think that we could very likely win this game, but it's going to be close. I think we'll win it. I think we'll win it and, and Levis will look really good. Maybe he, maybe he steals Stroud's record after he only had it for a week. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Oh my god. He throws for 476 yards. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a <laughs> twist the knife, baby. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess for us to do that, Nick Volk needs to sit out because that's that's why they kept throwing the ball because they didn't have a kicker that game. Um but uh yeah, I would I, I don't know, I don't think it would be like a blowout or anything like that, like when we play the Falcons, but I I think I think that this will be like a squeaky game, but I think hopefully Tim Kelly learned from you know in high pressure situations at the end of the game was trust Levis or at least see what he can do and not just run it up the gut three goddamn times. And uh, and hope I also obviously we're going to have to see how our line looks because this I think the Buccaneers still have a pretty good D line, so I hope our offense can our offensive line could still protect Levis some in this game, but I'm, I'm going to predict a, it's it going to be a, a tight one. It's going to be a squeaky win for us. Okay. Do you want to just talk real quick about the backs and then we'll move on to the rest of the season instead? <laughs> yeah. Let's just flip. Uh, Cause you already basically, I like, did half of it. Um, <laughs> you know, like I said, this is the, this is the point where Baker starts to do Baker things and he starts to turn bad. He's, he sours. Uh, the bread goes stale, so to speak. And, uh, I think I, I think I think we're gonna win, man. I, I have a feeling that this is gonna be the game we finally break thirty offensive points, and we get a road win on the road. I am just so jacked up. It's probably not gonna come true, but damn, I want it to. I want to believe. Yeah, I'm still Fox Mulder. I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that would be awesome. You know, we break the thirty point mark, and if we get a get a win on the road, uh, that would be awesome. So. Okay, yeah. So I guess we're both in a line that uh, W against the Bucks, and also I was checking what the spread is, and Vegas has this as a one and a half point favorite for the Buccaneers. So it, they also think that it's going to be a tight game. <laughs> yeah, and the Bucks are at home, so being a one point favorite at home usually indicates that it would not be favored on the road or in a True. neutral site. So True. take that for what you will. Alrighty. Uh next game would be well still on the road, going down to Jacksonville, November nineteenth. Uh Jags have, you know, they've looked pretty good. I think they've only lost two games the whole season. Uh playing down in Jacksonville hasn't been awesome in the past couple of years. Um but I don't know. I just really want to see Will Levis just go nuts on this and just make T Law look look bad. So I, I I don't think that we'll be able to sweep the Jags this year, and I think our win's going to come at home, so I'm going to call this one a loss. Yeah, well, I think we'll lose that in a similar fashion to the Steelers game, where it's just like we're in it, but 
they they pull it off at the end kind of deal yeah. yeah i agree with you there then we move on november 26 we uh finally have a home game against the panthers bryce young and the and the the panthers uh bryce young has not looked good as long as we could contain adam thielen old man adam thielen i think that will be fine i want to give this one a w yeah smash him yeah and then the following week december 3rd we are playing the colts at home uh, i think that this is when we are able to get our revenge game also we've been really great at home i want to give this one a win as well i want that to be a win we'll probably fucking lose it we'll find a way to lose that game i feel like oh, god <laughs> yeah i i see it. it's also been a while since we've been able to stack wins we haven't had back-to-back and since we are predicting going against the panthers would be tough um but, you know, that first game against the Colts, we were preparing for Anthony Richardson and he got knocked out pretty early on. And then what's his name? The F- Florida man came in. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Thank you. He came in, which I think changed, uh, made the defense need to change stuff on the fly. So maybe they'll be more prepared knowing exactly who the quarterback is. So I'm going to give us a little bit edge there. I, I want you as to be positive for this one. I'll go W. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, going into the following week, December 11th, uh, going down back to Florida, we will be playing the Miami dolphins in Miami and uh, godly. Um, I, I want to say a, an L <laughs> for this one. I, I might not even watch this game. <laughs> God damn. It's Monday night football or Sunday night football or something. What is that? Yeah. It's well, Monday night football. That's going to be fun. I mean, I have to watch it, but it's, I might go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, golly. Um, yeah, that one, that one, that one has potential to be brutal. And the last time we went down to play Miami, Vrabel's opening game, Delaney Walker broke his leg. It took seven fucking hours to play that game. Don't make me relive it. Yeah. All righty. Um, I'm putting that one in L. For the next week, we'll be coming back up to Nashville, December 17th at home playing against the Texans. We finally get to see CJ Stroud. Um, Texans aren't looking that bad. Uh, you know, they got tank Dell and Nico Collins. Uh, Stroud has not been disappointing, but um, this, this one's tough. I I'm kind of on the fence about this one. I think we do a, a reverse split with the Texans this year. They beat us in Nashville and then we beat them two weeks later in Houston. Okay. Yeah, especially like our first time, this defense really seeing Stroud and all their new weapons and everything. Yeah, I think our first outing with them ends up being a loss. Yeah, and I think we're probably going to be like super injured by this point anyway. Yeah. Uh, next up, Christmas Eve at home playing against the Seahawks. Uh, I think that we could pull this one out. Um but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give us a W for our game against the Seahawks. Well, they do have some receivers that are deadly. <laughs> the Seahawks are also going to be looking for a playoff spot. They're probably going to have a lot more to play for than the Titans. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not a I, good spot. Yeah, actually, I, th- I think we go L on that one, too, because DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, the other one, Smith and Jigba. Yeah, yeah, the one that I was hoping that we would draft. Uh, uh, golly. Yeah. We okay. got Peter instead. We got Peter instead. 
Yeah, 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 yay! I like Peter. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give us an L for that one as well. And then, uh, then going back on the road, December 31st, going down to Houston, playing against the Texans. I think that this is when we kind of, like you said, we have the reverse, uh, the reverse stuff with them. So I think that we, we steal a win from the Texans. And then January 7th, either we lose to the Jags because they have something to play for, or we beat them because they're resting starters. I don't. I don't know if there's any middle ground to that. <laughs> uh, that one's at home. We really do like gifting. I mean, I obviously want to win this one just to squash. Hopefully, it'll give them like a worse seed if they are playoff bound. Um, I don't know. This one. This one's kind of tough too. I'm. I'm going to say you said loss going down there. I said. Or God, I don't know. Yeah, it, I'm gonna say win just because they're they're resting people. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. So going forward, we have one, two, three, four. We agree on four, three and a half wins <laughs> for 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 the team for the rest of season. Um. So I guess I'll I'll make that my benchmark. The, the three and a half, the over under at three and a half wins going forward for the season. So. Anything over that, I'll be stoked with. And anything under it, I won't be mad. I'll just be like, well, at least we're getting a, a better draft pick. So between 6 and 11 or 7 and 10 finishing the season? Yeah. I think that's realistic. I think we've been very fair. Yeah. Gold yeah. star. Gold <laughs> star to like two-tone brews, not, not homers, okay? Kind of homers. Well, of Kinda. course. Yeah, but <laughs> blame it on the brews. Um <laughs> Uh, I think that's all I have for, for, for this episode. Is there anything else on uh, your docket? Uh, no, quick hit. Do you want Martavis Bryant on this team? Uh, well, he signed with Dallas anyways. So, Oh, did he? Oh, good. I didn't want yeah. him anyway. Thank God. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess the, the visit with them just went so well. I think he canceled the visit with the Titans. They probably just handed him a dollar. He was like, oh, shit. Okay. What's the marijuana laws? We'll figure it out. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, to be honest, I don't even know who that is, really. I, I saw that headline. I was like, am I supposed to know who, who this guy is? He was like really good for a couple of seasons. And then he kept getting suspended for um, drug possession and stuff like um, that. So he's like this. Is he like this generation's Josh Gordon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he was playing like six or seven years ago. Um, he was like oh shit. Jo- the continuation of Josh Gordon, really. Oh, it was like wow. simultaneous. Then why the fuck was this a head? Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> right. That was my point. I was just going to hope you said no and I would say no and then we could end the podcast. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are talking about it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know. What's what's Golden Tate up to these days? If we're oh. doing <laughs> He's probably just waiting by the phone, twiddling his fingers. <laughs> right. Uh, oh goodness well anyways uh, this has been a thrilling exciting episode of two tone brews uh if you like us please share us with friends and family you can follow us on twitter at two tone brews be sure to check out check out the show links um or show notes that have links to the songs in our playlist that we have on spotify if you want to listen to those um and yeah we'll see you next time to recap our game against the buccaneers bye see you